Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the CONCACAF Champions League Review Show. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the CONCACAF Champions League Quarterfinals Review Show as we talk about the clubs that are in the 2020 CONCACAF Champions League. Everyone knows that uh, the uh, this edition of the CONCACAF Champions League has uh, restarted. And uh, all I can say is, is that so far, for MLS sides, it has not gone smoothly um, at all or swimmingly, as we have already seen uh, currently, right now, New York City FC is down by a lot now. New York City FC, I don't know if that one will count, but the match is over right now. Final whistle has been blown. Um, Four goals for Tigres in this second half. I was going to start to say, nope, that goal did not count. So it is four goals to nil in the second leg, and uh, all on aggregate, five goals to nil for Tigris. As uh, we basically saw a beating. We basically saw a beating happen tonight, and uh, all you can really say is that the superior side did a fantastic job of schooling New York City FC. Of course, their first ever run in the CONCACAF Champions League. And um, really, there's not much more you can say. It's not much more you can do. Um, we remember back in February, March, to see... Um, New York City FC playing a good game at Red Bull Arena, but uh, they gave up that away goal in second half stoppage time, and that was a tough one. Joining me now live after this matchup, Michael Anderer, Blue City Radio. Michael, um, there was some glimmer of hope, but unfortunately for NYCFC, Tigers came in ready to go, ready to challenge, and they came out as the victors in Tigres. Uh, it was, uh, it was, you know, quite honestly, it was an ugly game. Uh, Dan, thanks so much for having me on. Uh, but it was, uh, it was a tough one to watch for sure for NYCFC fans. Yep, it really was. Um, and you know, it's not. I don't know if it was a lack of effort. I don't think so. I mean, I mean, I thought that they went out there and gave it their best. We all know um, it's tough when you get eliminated in the playoffs in the uh, opening round. And then you go on, uh, I guess, what, three weeks, no games. You're basically training all the time. And then you get this opportunity to try and right a wrong that happened at Red Bull Arena. And then all of a sudden, like, Tigris just found a way to uh, (laughs) become a steamroller. Yeah, look, I mean, NYCFC started the first half well. Obviously, they conceded the first goal to uh, Guignac. Look, that's going to be 
that's going to be something that I think I don't think anyone thought NYCFC was going to hold Tigris uh, scoreless in that game. But you're coming out coming out of first out of the first half. You thought that they still had a chance. Um, really, the story of the night was Quinones. Um, he tore up oh, uh, yeah. uh, Madarita, and you saw uh, Madarita be one of the first subs that uh, Ronnie Dyla you know took out, and it was uh, or one of the first players Ronnie Dyla took out for subs. It was uh, it was a tough night for him, and um, it was a tough night for NYCFC. I, I think if you you know if you watched the broadcast, you heard it from John Strong. The uh, you know the key to the game was uh, Tigris had four sh- uh, had six shots on goal and four of them ended up in the back of the net. Um, NYCFC yep. all season long struggled to uh, to get shots on target. Um, they created a lot of chances. I mean they had the ball. They had some really good movement. This is probably the best game I've seen NYCFC play where they were getting really quick um, movement of the ball in a dangerous position. The problem was they could never get that final pass and they could never get that shot on target. Yeah, they did. Uh, seeing the end of the match, I thought they got a consolation prize, but it looks like it, that, that goal did not count. So uh, whistle, no, final whistle blew to make it. That was offside. Okay. That's what it was offside. So, but still though, it didn't really matter if they get their consolation prize or not. Um, it's still four nil on the second leg, five nil on aggregate. And New York CFC gets eliminated going into the semifinals. So, um, what do you think about the, uh, Ronnie and how he managed this uh, this this match? I, I mean, look, there's nothing. I mean, what do you say when you have to take on a guy like Tuka Ferretti, who is one of the best managers in all of Mexico, whether it be on the club side? Um, the one moment he was manager for the national team. I mean, we all know, uh, if you've watched any Liga MX matches, Michael, how demanding he is. Because you saw after uh, after Tigris made it 2-0, they kind of fell asleep a little bit. And I really thought that New York City FC was going to take advantage of that little, you know, that little sleep motion right there. Because I really thought if they pulled one back, then Tigris is really in it for a game. Yeah, and you also saw it during the game, during the broadcast. Uh, you know, uh, Tigris was up, and Ferretti was, was, was fired up on the bench. You know, they had a two-goal lead, and he was still screaming at his players because of the mistakes that they were making. You know, he knows that tonight wasn't the, the, you know, the last game that, they want to, that he wants his team to play. He knows uh, that, you know, the, team, the entire Tigris team knows that they have to still deliver for for their coach or or they're going to be uh you know on the bench for the for the next game uh relative to ronnie dyla i think he did well given the circumstances and again i referenced this entire season uh nycfc had struggled to 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 score goals they scored some goals in bunches uh they had a a short stretch where they had scored 11 goals in in a period of uh, four games but beyond that this is a team that really struggled uh to um to, to take quality chances. And we saw uh, Gary McKay Steven, a, a player who is you know, currently on the bubble for NYCFC because he's not under contract yet for 2021, uh, waste a lot of chances. And we saw Ronald Madarita, you know, give him credit for taking the chances and being hungry, but uh, none of his, none of Madarita's shots were on target tonight. No, nothing at all. Um, all I can really say is I think they just got a real big beating tonight. And it really wasn't pretty at all. 
uh, in this one. And, of course, they will not be uh, playing in the next edition, which will come up uh, in February next year. But still, though, what what lessons do you think New York City FC learned in this, uh, uh, shall we say, uh, you know, their first time in the CONCACAF Champions League? What do you think they've learned in this one? I think they've learned that they've, they've got to have depth, you know, and, and that's what, that's what a lot of MLS teams learn when they, when they go through this, this tournament, they, they just don't have the, the bench players that can make a difference. And NYCFC has struggled with that all season long. Yes. Part of it is due to injury, but I think a lot of that is also due to the lack of investment from a club. And you know, it from, from covering Red Bull, um, how that can damage it, damage mm-hmm. a team. When you're taking out a, a player in the, in the uh, in the end of this game in a, in a Champion League game, and yes, you know maybe Diley is saying that this this game was already already conceded, but when you're taking out a player who's an MLS starter and you're bringing in an 18 year old uh, you know uh, homegrown, uh, it's it it means a lot. And look, Andres Jason did well with the opportunities he had. Uh, you know, again, some some bad touches here or there, but you that's not what uh, Ferretti has to, has to deal with. He, you know, he's not going to take out a, a player on his bench and put in some sort of uh, an unknown academy player. So I think that's the lesson that NYCFC learned is that they, if they want to advance and they want to continue to, to grow, they've got to find those, uh, you know, a better way to manage their roster to where they have some quality depth, uh, you know, sit, sitting there w- with a hunger to come in. Yeah, I agree. I absolutely agree. I mean, uh, not comparing, of course, what Red Bulls did in their uh, 2018 run, of course. You know, look, um, you, you, you know, they swept uh, Club Tijuana, and they only conceded one goal in the semifinals against Guadalajara, but they couldn't put one in themselves. And, you know, when you got a team that's uh, bunkering in, of course, that's always going to be difficult. But I'll just say this. Uh, Michael, um, at least they got a taste of it. And I think that's a positive in my book. They got a taste of uh, being an international club competition for the very first time. And I guess with Mackay Stevens in Scotland, I don't know if he ever played with Rangers or Celtic, but, you know, or even maybe in Europa League. But still, uh, you you have to say that for, uh, you know, this club, maybe the next time that they get into it, you know, maybe they've learned from this, and maybe management will finally understand. You know, if you want to go out there and really perform at a high level on the international club scene, uh, you got to have depth. You got to have maybe a better game plan. I mean, you're probably going to have to do something better. I mean, and just to go back to the first leg, and I know it's been such a far away time because they had to have that separation due to the coronavirus. If they did not concede that away goal late in second half stoppage time. Do you believe maybe this match would have been a little bit better? Uh, that one is tough. I, I because I, I think they always knew that they came in, regardless of, of the result of that game. They knew it had they had to come into this game and win, and um, they, at least to avoid penalties. And obviously, NYCC didn't want to go through another penalty shootout in Orlando. Um, so, so I, I don't think so. And I, and, I, and I think, ultimately, it wasn't about what NYCFC did tonight. It was about what Tigres did tonight. Um, NYCFC played probably the best game they could have played, given the lineup they had and given the, the struggles they had with, um, with players get, getting sold, players getting hurt during the, 
MLS season, and then players getting going out for uh, for um, surgery in the in the postseason. Uh, it, but it was really about what Tigris did. No, absolutely. Tigris just a, a monster out there. Did you feel? Because I know Sean Johnson, he didn't have any symptoms of uh, coronavirus, but still, he was in he was in a room where I guess was it three or four players were, uh, you know, after tests they were contracted with coronavirus. Um, did you feel that was a big, big uh, uh, letdown not to have him in goal? Not to, nothing against the, the new kid, but still though, you know, when you have your you're starting goalkeeper in there, you know, you feel confident. Do you think that played a part in this? Uh, ultimately, no. Uh, Barraza mm-hmm. and, and the four goals that were conceded, I don't think he had any chance on any of them. Um, the, and he did make that one big save as, as Gignac had the, uh, that one breakaway. So I don't think it yeah. did. You could, say, you could say that maybe Johnson would have controlled uh, and directed uh, the center backs a little bit better. You saw early in the game at one point um, Maxime Cheneau, who's been, who's been a member of NYCFC for a while, uh, go up to uh, Barraza and, and give him some uh, some direction. And I think if that's Sean Johnson, I think that conversation is going the other way. So maybe there's a little bit of uh, of communication. Uh, maybe on that last goal, maybe Barraza is calling out the coverage, and, and Maxime is not is not out of position when uh, when uh, that pass comes across. But uh, it, ultimately, I, I don't think Barraza had had anything to do with it. The only thing you can worry about, and again, you'll never hear this from the players, was how much did that did those last minute um, scratches? How much did that affect the the confidence of the team going into this game? And and how much? Yeah, obviously, I think the guys uh, who played would say it didn't really matter, but I think that's the professional response, and you have to wonder everything they've been through after everything everyone's been through, through 2020 to be playing your, your final game, you know, this late in the year and to have uh, four players get taken off their, off your roster. I think that's going to be something that, that, that really affects your, your psyche. Yeah. I know you got to get going. I know you get to that zoom call to talk to Ronnie and some of the players. So listen, have a good night. Happy holidays to you and your family. I'll talk to you next year. Okay. Thanks, Dan. I really appreciate the time. Good luck. No problem. Thank you. Have a good night. Michael Ander, Blue City Radio, as New York City FC get eliminated from the CONCACAF Champions League. <laughs> Excuse me, the uh, the restart of the CONCACAF Champions League as they um, basically head on home. They uh, head on home, and uh, it is over and done with for their season as, uh, once again, New York City FC fall 4-0 in the second leg, 5-0 altogether on aggregate. And it's just uh, one of those things where you really cannot complain because, you know, we all know about Tigris. We all know about Tuca Ferretti, who was a damn good manager in Liga MX. And talking about him, of course, John Jagu, Soccer Chronicles, Cantina MX podcast. John, um, I mean, there's no nothing much more we can say. Tigris is a well-oiled machine uh, Tuca had him ready to go, and uh, once again they put the punishing blows on New York City FC to advance to the semifinals. Uh, good morning, Daniel. Yes, uh, you know it's funny because uh, you know watching the match in the first, you know, twenty twenty five minutes. Uh, I mean, it seemed like Digres were were just. I mean, they really didn't have any 
desire to possess the ball. Their their passing wasn't particularly uh, crisp. They were they were sloppy. Uh, they but uh, but it seemed like just like the, the NYCFC just could not capitalize. They, 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 they couldn't get the uh, that one really good chance to to to, to set them up for uh you know for for a, a, a much more different game and uh uh Quinones with uh, Luis Quinones with a uh, with a uh, across the Chignac and uh oh yeah the, the Frenchman heads the ball in and and from that moment on and then particularly the second goal that happened so early in the second half it was it just it just completely took the wind out of NYCFC's sail do they have a nickname NYCFC? Uh, nope, that's it. NYCFC. You can call them New York City oh. FC or the NYCFC. Um, so that's as far as it goes. Or you can just say uh, the Red Wedding if you'd like. When they put Red Bulls put seven past them. <laughs> well, in no, the, no, the Red Wedding stuff. was when uh, was when Chile beat Mexico seven zero in the Copa America. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> the uh, you know and and and, and Tigres just you know as, as you pointed out you know they. Uh, just methodically went and got the, uh, you know, the rest of the goals. And, you know, Juniak scores his goal in the first half and, the, you know, pays homage to Terry Henry. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> we're not going to see the uh, – well, unfortunately, we're not going to see the Juniak-Henry uh, uh, reunion uh, with, with Montreal oh. going out. And, and, you know, I'm not sure what's going to happen in, in, in the other – in the other uh, half of the bracket, because uh, you know, uh, you know, kind of like in this one, I mean, we had two, you know, NYCFC and and, and Tigres both had very disappointing ends to their season. Uh, <laughs> NYCFC, if I'm not mistaken, in the same stadium, uh, oh, losing yeah. that bizarro uh, uh, a penalty shootout to Orlando, and yep. uh, Tigres losing out to Cruz Azul in the quarterfinals, which is so so unlike them to go out so early in the Liga MX. I mean, I mean, I'll be honest with you, Daniel. I mean, you know, like I said, those first 25 minutes, Dignes was – they were vulnerable. They were making mistakes. They were making uncustomary un- un- mistakes. They were they were, they were, were playing defensively, but not really – I'm not going to say they were really controlling the match, you know, as as, as one can when you're playing defensively. They, they just – you know, they just looked like that they were uninterested. And uh, NYCFC, uh, unfortunately for them, they just couldn't get the uh, – they couldn't get the goal they needed, and uh, when 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 Tigres did, and you and you know, and then you you can you can see, you can almost feel it coming. You know, watching a match like that, it's like man, they really need to take advantage of that because if they don't, the, the first chance Tigres gets, they're going to score, and that's exactly. I mean, how many how many how many times can you say that when you watch a game where you know you know a team that needs to score and they're dominating you know possession and they're trying to, but they're just not really doing anything. You're like man, if the team like gets one going, it's it's going to go in. And it happens time and time again. So it happened tonight. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, I mean, you have to say that Tigres is going to be favored against uh, against Motagua uh, without question. Olympia. And Olympia, I'm sorry. I'm getting my, my, uh, That's okay. my, my Honduran teams mixed up. And, and, you know, great for them. You know, <laughs> okay. Great for Olympia to, uh, to, to, to get through into the semifinals. But, you know, this is a trophy that Tigres has been chasing a long time. You know, for the past oh, five know. years, it's, you know, it, it's been their white whale. They just uh, – you know they've seen they've seen their crosstown rivals win it what four times in the past ten years. And it is, it, I mean, it, how many times have they've had? Yeah, exactly. I mean, they've 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 made you know two finals that I can remember. Uh, you know, against Pachuca and against Dominica. I can't remember. And then they've lost to Toronto. 
I mean, they've they've had mm-hmm. uh, but they lost. They've had some some very uh, public and uh, just embarrassing. Just 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 haven't played well when they needed to. And now, uh, you know, they had a disappointing season, and they have a chance to uh, to uh, you know you know finally get the the tro- by the end. That's the you know, I'm gonna have to start calling this trophy hmm. spider because the, the logo that they use for this thing. I mean, it looks like a spider. Yes, I know. So I mean, it does. I know it really, they call really it the. Uh, and you know, they call the Champions League trophy at least in Spanish. They call it the Orejona, which means like 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 the big ear trophy. So to me, I mean, you know, hmm. this is this, this you know this 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 is spider, and if uh, you know you know if not now for Tigres, then when? Because they're going to go up against teams, That's right. uh, you know, whoever survives on the other side of the bracket, whether it's Atlanta, LAFC, Cruz Azul, or, uh, or Club America, all four of them, you know, you know yeah. very worthy opponents, don't get me wrong, but all four of them, you know, all mm-hmm. also had very disappointing ends to their season. So, I mean, you oh, can't yeah. really consider one favorite over another. So, so again, you know, you know, you know, Tigres, you know, has, has this chance. They have a, uh, you know, as accessible a semifinal as you could possibly have in a Coca-Cola, uh playing a Honduran team. And again, nothing against the Honduran teams. I think the Honduran teams are great, and they've improved dramatically as, as this tournament has progressed and evolved over the past few years. But, you know, playing Olympia is not the same thing as playing Club America in a semifinal. Let's be honest. So they have... No, they, absolutely. They have, it, 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 it is laid out for them to, to, to win the semifinal, you know, to go into the final... With a lot of momentum, and uh, are the semi semifinals a one-off? Is it not? Yes, it is. I mean, we're not. We're not. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, and 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 you know, you see, and and and, and then there's you know, and there's the danger. I mean, what, what if what if Olympia gets gets because if, if I'm not mistaken, this is how long ago it's been. Didn't Tigres made it to the quarterfinals because their goalie scored a goal in the second half stoppage. Yes, if I'm not mistaken, uh, if I, yep, you're correct. That was like 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 20 years ago, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, in, in in early 2020. So right, and I think we we talked about it then. It's like it's it's like when you have a chance to take a team like that out, you got to take it because yes, when te- when teams like that survive, they usually end up winning the thing. And of course, we probably mm-hmm. said that back then, but you know, uh, stuff happens. Stuff yeah. happened since then. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And I want to go back to the second half because after they made it 2-0 in the match, they started to give NYCFC chances. They gave them to they they allowed them to possess the ball. They allowed them to get close to goal. I mean, once again not mm-hmm. on target, nothing ever went in. I mean, great some some fabulous saves by the keeper, but the truth is, you saw Tuka on, you know, in his technical area going bonkers and I even even I knew he's like no no he doesn't like this you can tell he was upset and he was angry reverting back to the start of the first half why are you allowing New York City FC to gain confidence and but thankfully the third goal came and that ended John is uh, trying to hang on one second <laughs> Sorry about that. I had, a, I had a frog in my throat. That's um, okay. The uh, yeah, I mean you're exactly right. I mean you just you, you once once you've got a team down like that, you know the last thing you wanted. To, I mean we saw it last week in the uh, in the MLS uh, Western Conference uh, Championship with with Minnesota. 
Yeah. You, know, you, you, you cannot give a team, a good team, you know, a team that has firepower, confidence. And, uh, you know, the, the, that's why Tuca was so upset. And, you know, like you said, you know, once the, uh, the third goal hit, then, uh, then it, you know, you know, at that point it was it was academic. But 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 uh, but I mean, you see that that to me is a, is a reason for Tuca to remind his players, hey, you know, you can't you can't let your guard down. <laughs> Excuse me, you can't let your guard down. You know, where, you know, you know, if uh, you know they go up against Olympia, they get a early goal, whatever it is, you know, they can't they they can't allow you know the the, the, the team to come back. And so 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 Tuca now has has a you know something that he can kind of. You know, you know, chew on his players a little bit, uh, and, you know, because when you win four zero, I mean, you gotta, you gotta come up with something to to tell your players about when you're a grouch. <laughs> and, uh, so, 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 Tuca has, you know, he he definitely has some ammunition to uh, remind them, hey, you know, it's not like we haven't been here before. You know, it's not like we haven't, uh, you know, played up to our, you know, we've we've not played up to our abilities in this in this in this very tournament <clears throat> earlier in the year, so. You know, again, to me, uh, you know, you know, Tigres has this this, this amazing window. Uh, well, they have an amazing opportunity at a time where I think that their window is starting to close. Um, oh yeah, with this tournament because I don't think that they're going to be able to play in it next. I can't remember how how they've set up the uh, the, um, the, the the teams right. that have qualified for the for, for the next one, and I don't think Tigres is one of well Pumas and Leon are. Obviously, I could, they, could they just play the final, but I can't, I can't remember how they've set up the other two uh, uh, to play in this thing. Right. One of them is a Copa Mix, but I definitely I don't think Adidas is is, is, uh, is involved in that. So th- th- this could be it for them because, I mean, you know, Shinyak is on his – he's um, as good as he's been. Uh, you know, he's probably, you know, in his last couple of years, uh, you know, you know the, the Tuca is, is in his last couple of years. So, so this really is – this is – this is their last stand uh, to, to get the one trophy that, that they've really wanted to get uh, ever since they started winning, you know, trophies by the bushel. But this is the one that has escaped them. So I do think that uh, that they are gonna uh, do their do their darndest to uh, to see if they can leave Orlando with uh, <laughs> having to to to. to get an extra suitcase to, to pack some hardware to, to take them back to Monterey. Yeah, I mean, I have to ask you this. How brilliant has Ginoc been for Monterey? I mean, excuse me, for, um, for Tigris, because, you know, I mean, how many times have you ever heard, you know, uh, one of these European big-time players that come that play in Europe and then they want to, you know, go somewhere else? I mean, I know MLS has been a destination for some of these players like Beckham, like Gonry, like Tim Cahill, and, you know, on and on and on. But you, you rarely see um, players like Ginoc that say, yeah, I want to go to Mexico. I want to give that a shot, and, I, and, I, and I'm going to really come and play for you guys. I'm not here on a vacation. I'm actually here to play for you and to show you what that I am here for you and hopefully you'll be here for me. He's been brilliant since coming over to Tigris. You know, he, he absolutely has. And, uh, you know, this is uh, something that, that we discussed on our podcast. Uh, uh, it's been a while since we've had a podcast, to be honest with you, but, uh, <clears throat> you know, when he first started, I mean, obviously, you know, the, the, the impact he made was immediate. I mean, they won. Uh, you know, they've won three titles since he's been there, uh, three league titles since he's been there. 
have won the have not won the, the Champions League, unfortunately for them. But he scored. Uh, you know, you know, he's he's getting to the point where he's uh, there. There, there is a pantheon of, of foreign players in, in Liga MX. I mean, obviously Liga MX is an important league. There's the, you know gobs of foreigners that played in Liga MX over, over over the over the years, especially in the. Uh, in, in 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 the color TV, I call it the color TV era, you know, from the from the seventies on. <laughs> and but 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 you know, there are some foreign players that have really set themselves apart. You know, there's just a handful of guys that have really set themselves apart in the league. Uh, that 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 are that are, you know, iconic legends. And uh, if, if yeah, I think if, if Gignac can 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 help Tigre get this trophy, then I think that he that then he can certainly be included. In that group, and and, and those guys are, uh, it's uh, Cavino who was, uh, you know, the, the all-time leading scorer, played for Pumas and and, and and a couple other teams. He's Brazilian. Uh, the Ecuadorian Alex Aguinaga, who played for uh, Necaxa in the in the mid '90s, was probably the last dynasty outside of uh, you know before Tigres. Um, recently, <clears throat> a goalie by the name of Miguel Marin, who played for Cruz Azul when they won a bunch of championships in the '70s, and. Uh, Chilean named Carlos Reynoso, who played for Club America, who again, you know, was you know the reason why Club America has this reputation and this, uh, you know, you know, but the most loved and most hated team in Mexico is it. He's as probably as big a reason as anybody, as why that he was he was just an incredibly good player. So so those players are are really like you know, like like the, the the supreme echelon of foreign players, and I do think that if, if Gignac mm. can. Uh, Get this trophy, and then maybe win like the league title uh, com- coming up. Oh, I'm sorry. And then there is one more. Uh, excuse me. Uh, God of also the uh, the Paraguayan striker who played for Toluca, mm-hmm. who in a short season, Daniel scored 29 goals in 17 games. Oh my God! Pretty good. Wow. <laughs> yeah, he was pretty good. Huh. And, and, and 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 his and his playoff <laughs> his, his playoff scoring goal scoring is disgusting. Like like it's either in the 20s and 30s. It's disgusting. I mean, the dude was a was a goal scoring machine. Yes. So, so the, the, those are the the top of the top. Gignac, I think if he can, you know, he's, he's got the goals, obviously, if he can get, you know, a couple more trophies. And I think that, that he will, uh, that, that he'll be included in, 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 uh, in that same breath. And uh, it's well-deserved. I mean, he, as you pointed out, you know, a lot of, I mean, there've been other Europeans that have come to Mexico, but like you said, they, they kind of come to cash a check and not really exert themselves. And we've seen that also with, uh, Europeans in MLS. So obviously we've seen some Europeans in MLS that come and play hard, this and that, kind mm. of like Gignac did. The one thing that really surprised me, <clears throat> Daniel, was that, <clears throat> excuse me, was that uh, I thought that because of the way that Gignac came over and knowing that, that Mexico has a uh, budget and, you know, they have, they have money to pay, that we didn't see more uh, like, like mid, mid-level, you know, mid-mid to upper-level European players who probably aren't going to get that last big paycheck in mm-hmm. Europe that aren't mm-hmm. a commodity. Like, a, you know, there, there aren't, there aren't necessarily a brand that can be used to sell soccer and MLS, but are, but are very yep. serviceable players. I thought for sure that there would be, you know, three or, you know, or just, you know, a handful more that, that would come over and play in Mexico because of Gignac, you know, because I mean, Gignac, you know, he's a world cup guy. He played for only Olympique Marseille. So, you know, was a, was a starter. Oh, yeah. You know, he he came within inches of, of scoring the, uh, the 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 Euro '16 winner uh, mm-hmm. when uh, they played Portugal. I mean, he hit the post in stoppage time, in second half stoppage yep. time. 
So, I mean, it wasn't yep. like, you know, I mean, you know, he, he's been, he was, a, he's been a very serviceable player, but if for, for whatever reason, it just, it just didn't happen. And then that really kind of surprised me. I thought that that was, uh, um, you know, because, you know, Mexico is a very decent league. I thought, I thought, you know, well, you know, if Gignac can prove that he can play and, 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 and live well and get paid well, then, then maybe, you know, some, some of these, you know, late twenties, early thirties European guys thinking, Hey, you know what? You know, maybe Mexico wouldn't be such a bad deal. Unfortunately, it, it, that that's not how it played out, which which kind of surprised me. But you know, what are you gonna do? Yeah, yeah. So just to let you know, John, I looked it up. Uh, Monterrey uh, goes in as 2019 Apertura champions. Club America uh, is the runners-up uh, in 2020. In the Costura regular season, the first place at time of suspension is Cruz Azul, and then uh, the regular season second place at time of suspension is Leon. So Cruz Azul, Leon, fill it up with Monterrey and Club America. Well, there you go. So and that'll be for 2021. Right. Nope. Yep. And, uh, yeah, there you have it. Mm-hmm. That's all. <laughs> and there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Tigris, this is their last chance. And uh, let's see what happens. Um, I know you're going to be on tomorrow night, same time, John. Uh, Club America you know, probably finish off Atlanta United. They're up 3-0. They just need to uh, get an away goal to cement it. And as you said, Cruz Azul, apparently um, three to four players have been uh, have contracted the coronavirus. Uh, so I don't know who they are. You'll probably look it up in the papers. But still, though... Um, that's a big, big loss if it's a big name for Cruz Azul against LAFC. Because I think you know Vela wants to prove a point after what happened against Leon in the uh, uh, in the round of 16. Well, that and then and then I got to think Concacaf is going. Please God, can we have a Club America LAFC? So, I mean, I mean, if it's a Club America Cruz Azul final, I mean that that's a rivalry, a rivalry game. So that would be great. But I'm sure Concacaf and MLS and Liga MX are going. Come on, come on, just 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 let us have it. Let us have that Club America LAFC semifinal, please. <laughs> yeah. So because that's gonna you know, really we'll explode. Yeah, we'll see how it plays yep. out. Yep. Hopefully well, so. Well, Daniel, I, I, again, exactly. I'm, I, I want you to 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 take note that that once again you spoke 15 minutes. And I didn't bring up the Jets, so I just want you to be be, be aware. Of, <laughs> of course, I, I have I, I have I have I have you know nothing to say because. Because the cow, you know, the Jets of the NFC, the Cowboys, have been equally as as, as pathetic this year. So, uh, although not, not necessarily uh, reflected in the in the win loss column, but it's been a, it's been a terrible year uh, for we we, we are uh, not uh, what was the football season can't end fast enough for us. There's three games left for you, but think of it this way for you, John. The NFC East has been absolutely abysmal. We don't know who's going to win the division. We don't even know who will make the playoffs. All I can say is that uh, maybe there's still some room for the Cowboys to make that surprising run. Yeah, well, I'm not. That's not. Uh, it ain't going to happen. So it's it's not anything that I have to worry about. <laughs> And we won't get and we, and we won't get our first win of the season yet either, unless we somehow uh, beat up on the Patriots or surprise them somehow at the last game of the regular season, which would be interesting. But anyway, um, 
I'll talk to you tomorrow night at the same time. Thanks again, John, and uh, have a good night, and I'll talk to you soon. Cheers. You too, Daniel. Thanks very much for having me on. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Excuse me. <coughs> John Jagu, SoccerChronicles.com, Cantina MX Podcast. Great guy. Love being on his show. Love having him on the show to talk about these games and everything else. Um, Montreal scored a goal, make it 1-0 in the second leg. They made the aggregate 2-2, but they were the road team in this one, and uh, they lose on away goals to Olympia, two goals to one. Um, congratulations to Olympia. Uh, they deserved to move ahead. They deserved to go into the semis. Uh, Montreal opening 45 was not good. They did their be- they did better in the second 45, but once again, just not enough to get that second goal to at least win it completely on aggregate. Um, and uh, all you can say for Montreal is uh, great showing. Um, maybe they need to show a little bit more out there, but they just couldn't do it. And once again, Olympia does the job. Um, Thierry Henry, first year head coaching in Major League Soccer. Um, decent run, but once again, just not enough to go out and do the damage. Or at least go to the semifinals to take on Tigres. Uh, it's going to be a tough one, so we'll see what happens there. So um, tomorrow night is the second quarterfinal post-match, post-game shows uh, in the CONCACAF Champions League quarterfinals. We're going to have Atlanta United finishing off um, against Club America in, uh, on FS2, Fox Sports 2, and then it will be LAFC versus Cruz Azul um, in that one. And that'll be at 10:30 post game show, 12:30 in the morning on the East Coast, 9:30 at night on the West Coast. So we're going to have on um, hopefully Jason Longshore of 92.9 FM, the game in Atlanta, the radio uh, analyst for uh, on Atlanta United and for the radio station. And then uh, we'll have John on again. And then uh, we're also going to have Miss Araceli Villanueva as she will be uh, covering LAFC for Switch the Pitch. So it's going to be. Uh, Araceli, then John, and then in a recorded interview, Jason Longshore. I don't want to just keep it, uh, keep these guys waiting uh, for a certain time to get on, especially uh, you know Jason. I'm supposed to have on tonight um, Kevin Laramie from uh, Soccer Today Sports Podcasting Network. Unfortunately, just swamped with work and he's going through a lot and uh, just could not come on. I know normally I would do um, a review. On Friday, uh, but uh, because you know these are just going to be real quick ones, and then on Saturday night, whoever advances, we'll have to wait and see. But the truth is, is that I'd rather just do post game shows right now, just to finish this off, because this thing is really going to be over one games left, and that's it. Once again, Atlanta United down three nil uh, on aggregate. LAFC, so that excuse me, Atlanta United Club America, that's going to be. Uh, you know, a second leg officially, but LAFC, Cruz Azul, it's one and done, and then the semis in the final is one and done, all in Orlando in a neutral site. Uh, but once again, in this one, Montreal wins the match one goal to nil. The aggregate was leveled at two apiece, but because of the away goals, Olympia, first Central American team to advance into the semifinals of this edition of the CONCACAF Champions League and in this format as well, so um, for Olympia, 
of Honduras. Congratulations to them. And once again, second leg, New York City FC fall to Tigres, four goals to nil. Tigres wins it on aggregate, straight aggregate, five nil. And uh, it's just a tough one to loss. I want to thank my guests tonight. I want to thank Mike Lander of Blue City Radio. And once again, John Jagu. Once again, he'll be on tomorrow night uh, for post-match uh, for both matches in the quarterfinals of the CONCACAF Champions League. My name is Daniel Feuerstein. Join me once again tomorrow night, same time, for CONCACAF Champions League quarterfinals post-match show. That'll be show number two. And then on Friday night, uh, we're going to have the NPSL Soccer Show final, sh- final show of the NPSL Soccer Show season in its uh, debut in the Four Scenes Fire American Soccer Show. And then following uh, this upcoming Monday night uh, will be the final show for the 2020 season of MLS. We'll have on Carter Krishnire to talk and discuss uh, and preview the competitions that U.S. soccer is going to be in in 2021, don't forget Gold Cup, CONCACAF Nations League, World Cup qualifying, and of course for uh, the uh, un, you know Olympic qualifying and qualifying and the tournament of the FIFA Under 20 World Cup, which will be played in Indonesia. So this is going to be a very, very, very difficult situation when we get to it. So everyone on the East Coast. Head to bed. Thank you very much for staying on tonight. And everyone on the West Coast, have a good evening. Take care. So long. Bye-bye for now. And as always, please, everybody, enjoy your football. Take care. So long. Bye-bye for now. And thank you for sticking around for the CONCACAF Champions League quarterfinal review show, excuse me, postgame show, show number one. And tomorrow night will be show number two. Have a good night, everybody. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.